إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما Let me begin with the special tabrikat. Congratulations and greetings for this very important celebration that we have in this month of Rabbil Awwal, where we celebrate the birth anniversary of the founder of our faith, the father of Fatima, the brother of Ali, the grandfather of Hassanain. The Prophet whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to send at the end because when it comes to the issue of the best is left for the last. Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Being a khushali and a major khushali, it's also a very interesting coincidence that when we look at the Viladat anniversary of the founder of our madhab, Shia Ja'fari madhab, that also happened many, many decades after on the same 17th of Rabi'l Awwal. This itself is a very good sign that the deen and the madhab are actually going in the same line. And so we celebrate also the viladat of our sixth Imam, Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq salatu wa salam. The Imam whose name is so important for us that the, we identify ourselves with his name. We do not only call ourselves Muslims, we do not only call ourselves Shia, actually we say we are Shia Ja'fari. And even the place that you are sitting in is dedicated to him. This is known as the Jafari village or the Jafari community center. Being a khushali and double khushali, I don't really want to make things very heavy and difficult for you tonight. I would just like to spend some time to just present to you one perspective about the greatness of Rasulullah in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are all believers of Rasulullah, no doubt about it. But sometimes because we are part of this deen and mazhab, there are certain elements that we take for granted, but we do not appreciate the value and the importance of some of the things that we do. Especially when it comes to the issue of recognizing the greatness of Rasulullah in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I would like to begin with a uh, preamble about this issue before I come to the specific ayat uh, that are recited from uh, Surah Ahzab. And that is about, you know, when we talk about the position of the Prophet, let me begin with the position of the human being in the universe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Khaliq, He is the Rabbul Alameen, He is the Lord of the universe. And in this vast universe, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed the human being at the top of the pyramid of His creation. Nothing goes above the status of insan. This is something we have to realize. No animal, no plant, no object, 
nor even the sun and the moon are greater in esteem in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the human being. When it comes to this dunya, if the question is asked, are we for the dunya or is the dunya for us? Quran Surah Baqarah ayat number 29 will respond to that by saying, he is the one who has created whatever is there in this dunya for you. You are not for dunya, the dunya is for you. And this is where you come to realize that Allah has really placed human being at the top. And therefore a human being would not, from the Islamic perspective, bow down in respect of uh, you know, in worship of an animal or a plant or an object at all. And this is where we say we, a human being, will only, a bashar and insan will only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then when we talk about creation, when we say in this whole, you know, wide universe, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed the human being at the top, the question might come up, what about the angels? What is their rank? And the answer would be, not even the angels are superior to human beings. If the human being live by the potential that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created among them, if they truly submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then their status in the eyes of Allah is even greater than that of the angels. And this potential which has been given to the human beings was actually demonstrated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right in the dawn of humanity. When Adam was about to be created, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the assembly of the malaika, the angels, and he says, as soon, I, as, soon as I breath my soul into this body, now, I can't, don't know how time to go into what does it mean Allah doesn't have a ruh or a body. Sometimes to show importance of certain things, Allah relates it to himself. He says, this soul that I'm going to put in this body, it is of Adam, but to show its importance, I'm relating it to me. And therefore he says, when I breath in the ruh, then the malaika are told to bow down in sajda to Adam, the first human being. And we know the story, Iblis who used to move around in the assembly of the angels, he refused out of his arrogance, thinking that he is more superior than Adam. And what happened to him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically disgraced him, despised him, and asked him to get out of that assembly of the malaika. And so this is where we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, bestowed a great, you know, honor to Adam as the father of the human being. Salawat Then we go further in history. We come to the time of Noon Abiyullah. Then we come to the time of Ibrahim Khalilullah. Then we come to the era of Musa Kalimullah. 
Then we come to the time of Isa Ruhullah. Until we reach to the first person who is known to be Sayyid al-Anbiya, Khatim al-Mursaleen, the chief of all the Anbiya, Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. And so right in the beginning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored the first insan, the first Nabi, by commanding the angels to do sajda to him. What does he do with the last one? How does he want to show the, the greatness, the azamat, the maqam, the position that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has reserved for the last one? And this is where we come to something which we do every day. And that's what I want us to understand the importance of a ritual that we do every day. Our children learn that from their childhood. And that is the process of salawat, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Allah wa malaikatuhu yusalluna ala nabi, ya ayyuhaladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. That's not enough. It's Miladun Nabi. Salawat Pardai. One more time, please. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored Adam by ordering the malaika to do sajda. How many times he did that? Only once. It was done once, and that's the end of the story. Although we cherish that moment, he was our father. He represented the entire humanity, and the status of insan in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when it comes to the issue of honoring the last prophet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in case of Adam, he asked the malaika to honor Adam. In case of the last one, Allah says, I will begin the process. Inna Allah, verily Allah, wa malaikatuhu, and his angels, yusalluna ala nabi. The word yusallu is a verb which we donate perpetuity, continuity. Not only once like Malaika was asked to do sajda once. He says, I and my Malaika continuously do this salawat on Muhammad. So all the mu'minin and believers do this salawat on Muhammad salawatullah alayhi ajma'in. This is where you have to realize the difference between the khatam, the awwal and the khatam. Now before I continue, you know our, our young people are getting used to this issue. Maulana Valvi, you have menti, where you have the opportunity now. So let's see, you know, uh, how, how much you can work on this issue. Simple questions, but let me test your information.
115, 125 people participating, 140, 49, 150, 170. I think we think we can start with now. Salawat is ruler of Salat, Salawan, Salwa, or Swahili. Salwa, salwa, and manna, manna, salwa is to eat. This is what Bani Israel got. Salawat is plural of salat, the prayers. The word salat, which we do every day, literally it means dua. And when we say the salawat, Allahumma, that's the dua. So that's the plural of, of salat. Salawat, salawat. Let's go to the second one, please. How many times in a day is the salawat wajib? Five times, nine times, 12 times, 14 times. Come on, you do it every day. Five times is the namaz. You say salawat and tashahud. It's nine times. If you look at the five prayers, how many tashahud you do there? So remember that, although it's something we do every day, the point was to see, to understand the importance of this ritual. Salawat Pranayik Parah. So in the ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins with himself. And then he says, with me are the malaika. And therefore, no, now I want the mu'mineen to join on, in in doing the salawat. Of course, when we use the word salawat, when Allah does salawat, it's different. When we and the malaika do the salawat, we are saying, Allahumma. We are praying to Allah, the malaika and the human beings, that Allah shower your blessings on Muhammad. But when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not a prayer. He doesn't pray to himself. He doesn't need to do dua to himself. The salawat from Allah when he says, Inna Allah wa malaikatu yusallun, 
This verb of yusallun for Allah means that he actually showers his blessings on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so when we look at this issue of salawat, we have to realize that this is actually a way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to appreciate the greatness of, uh, of Rasulullah. As far as the religious teachings are concerned in the Muslim world when it comes to the issue of salawat, what is the status of it? Is it wajib or is it mustahab? And this is where we see that it is mustahab, of course. In general, it is, is, it's mustahab, it is recommended, highly recommended, but it is wajib in the tashahud, in the prayer is, itself. Among the Shias, it is wajib, and if it is omitted knowingly, your namaz becomes batil. You will have to do your namaz again. Just think about it. When we stand up on the musalla to do our namaz, we are actually worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the point is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, you have to appreciate the messenger who brought my message to you. You can't say, oh, I have a direct dialing with a line with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't need the Nabi. And so after saying Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la we immediately say Ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh and to say that he is the abd of Allah first before you say he is rasul this is also the greatness of Rasulullah that he maintained this hierarchy in such a way that we like others we never elevated the position of Rasulullah to say he is the son of God or he is the brother of the of God, no. We say he is abduhu before we say he is rasuluhu. But the greatness is there that even in the act of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with tawheed, you have to testify to the risalat and nubuwat of our Prophet. And after that, we are told that remember, the Prophet and there are some people who actually you know, maintain this message. They preserve this message. And therefore, this dua becomes a wajib part of tashahud. Where we say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. So for in the Shi'i fiqh, salawat and tashahud is wajib. And if you omit it knowingly, your namaz is batil. Among the Hanafis and Malikis, it is mustahab. Among the Shafi, it is wajib in the last tashahud. And among the Hanbalis also, you know, the Salafis also are Hanbali. Among them also, it is wajib to say the salawat in the last tashahud. So on the practical level, you will see that this salawat is part of the tashahud of the entire Muslim world. To appreciate this whole greatness of Rasulullah when it comes to the issue of salawat, just think about it. How many Muslims are there in the world? At the moment, the figure is 1.8 billion Muslims. 
Let us assume that half of them are minors. MashaAllah, Muslims have many children. Okay, so namaz is not wajib on them. Only half of them do namaz. So we are left with 900 million Muslims. Every day, we assume all of them do namaz. But if you look at it, just I'm just looking at 50% of the Muslim population. If every day do, they do the salawat nine times a day, the figure that you get is 8.1 billion salawat every day. Is there any zikr which is mentioned and repeated in the world like that? Even if you look at the, the process of the sunrise and sunset and the time in between, you can visualize that at every minute, somewhere there is Fajr, somewhere there is Maghrib. Every minute there are people around the world who do the namaz. And when they do the namaz, they recite the salawat also in tashahud. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. Salawat, Prana Ikbar. So remember, even if half of the Muslim population do the namaz, every day 8.1 you know, billion salawat are recited. And that is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us the importance of Rasulullah in his own eyes. When it comes to the forbid, how to do that? There are so many hadith in the books of Hal Sunnah al Jama'ah. I'll just read to you one. And there is quite a lot to talk about it, but being just khushali, I will leave it with you just simple issue of salawat, nothing more tonight. No ghussa, no waz nasiyat, nothing. Abu Sa'id al-Ansari is the narrator, where he says we were sitting in a gathering of Sa'ad bin Ubadah, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came in, This ayat from Surah Ahzab had come down in Allah wa malaikatuhi And so one of them asked Rasulullah, Amaranallahu an nusalli alayka ya Rasulullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do this salawat on you, to pray on you. Fakaifa nusalli alayk. How do you do, how do we do this salawat? It's very interesting. فَسَكَتَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ حَتَّى تَمَنِّيَ أَنَّهُ لَمْ يُسْعَلَهُ Rasulullah does not respond right away. He was silent. It seemed like he actually wished that nobody would ask this question. But why was he silent? The ayat came down in Allah so it is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he says, Ya amanu. So the command of salawat came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
But the ayat doesn't say how to do the salawat on Muhammad. So the Muslims were not clear about it. And so the question comes, Ya Rasulullah, فَكَيْفَ نُصَلِّ عَلَيْكَ How do we do his salawat on you? The command came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasul didn't want to give an answer right away. He was waiting for inspiration. That sukut and silence was not because he didn't know the answer. So even the format has been inspired to him. He doesn't speak out of his own wish. Whatever he says is best on the inspiration from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thumma qala. Then he spoke. And he says, Qulu. Now this is the Sunni version of the hadith. Where, they, where he says, Qulu Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ibrahim fil alameen. Innaka hamidun majeed. This is the longer version of the uh, salawat. Where Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin. We also have that. In a longer version would be Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majeed. But we are more used to the short form of it. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. And so the hukum, the order to do the salawat comes in the Quran. The method of what to say in salawat comes from Rasulullah based on the inspiration that he received. And this is where we see that he is saying, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa sallam. No. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa in Ali Muhammad. Ali Muhammad is included in the salawat. And this is where we see that in spite of all the attempts to keep the Ahlul Bayt away from government and power, from theology and jurisprudence, from tafsir and hadith, you know, the detractors could not remove the name of Ali Muhammad from the name of Muhammad in their daily prayer. Salawat Even the tafsir of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, when they do the commentary of this ayat from Surah Ahzab, Inna Allah wa Malaikatuhu yusalluna ala nabi You know, in one of the famous uh, books of tafsir which deals with ahadith, where he caught 16 companions of the Prophet who described the forbid of the salawat. And 15 of them, 16, 15 out of those 16, they say, you say Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. Only one of them says, you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa azwajihi. Huh? Which even they do not recite. In their normal salawat, when they do in their speech, then they will say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa la alihi wa azwajihi wa ashabi. So they even separate az azwaj from al. And we don't want to get into this issue here. What I'm saying is that even from the 16 Sahaba that they caught, 15 of them say Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. And this is where we have to realize that, you know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to preserve the name of someone, 
Nobody can destroy that name at all. Banu Umayya came. For decades they tried to erase the name of Ali and Ali Ali. Yet the Muslims, when they recite the salawat, they say Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. Salawat Pranayakbara. Interestingly, the Prophet actually mentioned this issue to them. And it seems that even during his days, people started just saying Muhammad and ignoring Ali Muhammad. There, is, there are narrations even in the Sunni books besides the Shia sources where he told them, لا تصلي علي صلاة البطرة do not do this salah, salawat on me, which is batara. Batara and the word abtar. Inna atainak al kawthar. And at the end we have washaniya kahua huwa abtar. Abtar means somebody, means it's not complete. The line doesn't continue. And so he says to the Muslims, to his companions, do not recite the salawat on me, which is a salawat batara, which is incomplete. So they asked him, O oh, Rasulullah, what do you mean by Salat Batra? And he says, this is when you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa tumsikuna. When you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, and then you stop. Balqulu, you should say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ala Muhammad. I'm using the Sunni, you know, version of hadith here. And so it is very clear, even according to the wordings of Rasulullah, that for that salawat to be acceptable, which has been commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Ahzab, you cannot do only salawat on Muhammad, you have to include Ali Muhammad with the Prophet in that salawat. Salawat, Two more questions for you. If we go to the who said that salat without salawat on Ali Muhammad is not a salat? Imam Malik, Imam Bu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, or Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal. One of the four, Aimma of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Oh, this was a good answer. Yeah, okay. It is Imam Shafi. <clears throat> and we'll come to his wordings later on. You know, where he says, if you do not do the salawat on Ali Muhammad in the namaz, your namaz is not a namaz at all. Salawat, Pranayak <clears throat> Let us now go to the last question for tonight. Which is the proper way of saying the salawat? Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Or Allahumma salli 
اللهم صل على محمد و The second one is the right one. Although we have more people on the first one, you see, our Iranian brothers have this habit of Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. You don't need to stop there. There is no gap between Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. Even from the grammatical point of view, the proper salawat, even the Iranians, when they do the salawat and tashahud, they don't do the same normal style of salawat. They would say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. Because when you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, which means you put a full stop there. And then you say, wa ala Muhammad. So the way we do it, and the way we have been doing for a long, long time, from the time of our forefathers, is actually the right way. Do not always try to bring new changes. So let's hear the proper, you know, proper salawat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. Baad hori thi salawat ki aur hume aaj zyade zahmat nahi dena hai. صرف ایک وہ عمل بہت ہی سمپل عمل جو ہم ہمیشہ روزانہ کرتے ہیں اس کے اہمیت کو سمجھنے کے لیے کہ خدا بند عالم نے اس کے ذریعے محمد کے مقام اور عظمت کو بتایا ہے لیکن کمال یہ ہے کہ خدا بند عالم نے اس معاملے میں بھی محمد کو تنہا نہیں چھوڑا ہے محمد کے ساتھ آل محمد کا بھی ذکر ہے ایک اور پوائنٹ اس صلوات کے اہمیت کو سمجھنے کے لیے مثلاً خدا بند عالم نے نماز کا حکم دیا ہے عقیم الصلاة لیکن خود نماز پڑھتا ہے خدا اگر خود نماز پڑھے گا تو وہ خدا نہیں ہے روزے کی بات ہوتی ہے یا ایوہ اللذین آمنو کتب علیکم السیام اے صاحبان ایمان تم پر جو ہے روزہ واجب ہے روزہ رکھو خدا روزہ رکھتا ہے کانسیویبل ہے ہی نہیں کہ وہ روزہ رکھے نماز کا حکم وہ دیتا ہے نماز نہیں پڑھتا ہے خود روزے کا حکم وہ دیتا ہے روزہ نہیں رکھتا ہے وَلِنَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ اسْتَطَعْ عَلَيْهِ سَبِيلَ حج کا حکم دیتا ہے جس کے پاس ability ہو financially and physically ان پر واجب ہے کہ وہ حج کے لیے جائیں خود اللہ حج کرتا ہے حج کا حکم دیتا ہے لیکن خود حج نہیں کرتا ہے زکاة اور خمس کا حکم دیتا ہے خود دیتا نہیں ہے وہ تو سب کچھ دیتا ہے لیکن زکاة اور خمس نہیں دیتا ہے اس کے یہاں کوئی حیت نہیں ہے کہ اس کے انکم ہے اور پھر سیونگ ہے اور کیا ہے یہ بزنس چل رہا ہے سب کچھ اسی کا ہے تو وہ زکاة کا حکم ہمیں دیتا ہے خمس کا حکم ہمیں دیتا ہے خود کچھ نہیں کرتا ہے جہاد کا حکم ہمیں دیتا ہے جاہدو فی سبیل اللہ اللہ کے راہ میں جو ہے جہاد کرو خود وہ جہاد نہیں کرتا ہے 
تو نماز کا حکم دیتا ہے خود نہیں پڑھتا ہے روزہ کا حکم دیتا ہے خود نہیں رکھتا ہے حج کا حکم دیتا ہے خود نہیں کرتا ہے زکاة و خمس کے دینے کا حکم دیتا ہے خود نہیں دیتا ہے جہاد کا حکم دیتا ہے خود نہیں کرتا ہے لیکن سلوات میں خود آگے آتا ہے پہلے اِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ اپنے سے شروع کرتا ہے کہ تمہیں حکم دینے سے پہلے ہم بتا رہے ہیں کہ دیکھو ہم اور میرے ملائکہ جو ہیں پرپیچولی کنٹینیوسلی مستمرن سلوات پڑھتے ہیں نبی پر یا ایوالذین آمنوا لعاظہ تم صاحبان ایمان ہماری پیروی کرتے ہوئے محمد پر سلوات پڑھو سلوات پڑھنے امام شافعی کی جو بات ہم نے جو کوششن میں پوچھا تھا کہ سنی مذاہب میں چار مذاہب میں سے ایک فاؤنڈر ہے جس نے کہا ہے کہ اگر نماز میں سلوات نہ ہو تو وہ نماز نماز نہیں ہے یہ ایکچولی امام شافعی کا شیر ہے پویٹری ہے ٹو لائنز جہاں وہ کہتا ہے یا اہل بیت رسول اللہ حبکمو فرض من اللہ فی القرآن انزلہ کہ اے اہل بیت رسول آپ کی محبت اللہ نے فرض کی ہے جو قرآن میں نازل کیا ہے اشارہ ہے اس آیت کے طرف لا اسألکم علیہ اللہ المودت فی القربا اور اس کے بعد دوسرا جو مصرہ ہے کفاکم من عظیم القدر انکم کہ اے اہل بیت رسول آپ کے عظمت کے لیے اتنے ہی کافی ہے من لم یصلی علیکم لا صلاة لہو جو آپ پر صلوات نہ پڑھے ان کی نماز نماز نہیں ہے صلوات پڑھنے ایک بار آپ اور اس لئے ہم محمد کے ساتھ آل محمد کا بھی ذکر کرتے ہیں امام جعفر صادق علیہ السلام آل محمد کے بہت ہی اہم فرد ہیں اور اسی مناسبت کو ذہن میں رکھتے ہوئے ایک حدیث امام کے سلسلے میں بیان کرنا چاہیں گے کہ قیامت کے دن مثلا ایک مومن آئے گا حساب و کتاب کا منظر ہوگا میزان کا ذکر آپ قرآن میں سنتے ہیں میزان یعنی سکیل نیکیاں ایک طرف رکھی جائے گی سکیل کے برائی دوسری طرف رکھی جائے گی وہ مومن دیکھے گا کہ بھائی وہ سائیڈ جس میں برائی ہے گناہ ہے وہ زیادہ وزنی ہے پریشان ہو جائے گا جب پریشان ہوگا تو پھر لاکے کچھ ایکسٹرا چیزیں جو ہیں اس نیکی والے سکیل پر ترازو کے اس پڑھلے پر رکھ دیا جائے گا اور اس کی نیکیوں کا جو وزن ہے وہ زیادہ ہیوی ہو جائے گا وہ خوش تو ہوگا لیکن وہ پوچھے گا یہ کیا ہے اس نے کہا اس کو اس وقت کہا جائے گا کہ دیکھو تمہیں اندازہ نہیں ہے جتنی صلوات تم نے پڑھی تھی اس کو ریزرو رکھا گیا تھا قیامت کے دن سب سے زیادہ وزنی چیز جو میزان میں رکھی جائے گی نیکیوں کے ساتھ یہ وہ ہے جو صلوات محمد آل محمد ہے صلوات پڑھنے ایک بار آئے چلے امام فرماتے ہیں مَا فِي الْمِيزَانِ شَيْءٌ أَثْقَلُ مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلِ مُحَمَّدٍ
کہ یہ میزان جو ہے ہمارے اعمال کے اس میں جو نیکیوں کا حساب کیا جائے گا کوئی شے اسقل یعنی مور ویٹیر نہیں ہے من الصلات على محمد وعلى محمد وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلِ پھر فرماتے ہیں کبھی کبھی انسان جو ہے دیکھے گا اس کے نیکیوں کو رکھا جائے گا فَتَمِيلُ بِهِ لیکن وہ دیکھے گا کہ اس کا وہ پرلہ جو ہے نیکیوں کا اس کی طرف آ رہا ہے یعنی اوپر ہو رہا ہے برائی جو ہے زیادہ وزنی ہے فَيُخْرِجُو اس وقت جو ہے وہ صلوات جو اس نے محمد آل محمد میں پڑی تھی اس کو نکالا جائے گا فَيَضَعُهُ فِي مِزَانِهِ پھر اس کے اسکیل پر رکھ دیا جائے گا فَيَرْجَحُ بِهِ اس کی وجہ سے اس کے نیکیوں کا جو پرلہ ہوگا وہ زیادہ وزنی اور بھاری ہو جائے گا سلوات پڑھنے ایک بار آؤ دعاوں میں بھی جو آپ روایت سنتے ہیں ہم قنوط میں بھی یہی کرتے ہیں شروع کرتے ہیں سلوات سے اینڈ کرتے ہیں سلوات سے خداوند عالم اس دعا کو قبول کرے گا جو خود اس نے حکم دیا ہے اور خدا کی رحمت کے لیے یہ عجیب بات ہوگی کہ پہلی دعا کو قبول کرے آخری دعا کو قبول کرے اور درمیانی حصے میں جو دعا ہے اس کو قبول نہ کرے اور اس لیے اس صلوات کے جو اہمیت کی جو بات ہوتی ہے تمام مسلمان دنیا میں اس پر عمل کرتے ہیں کہا جاتا ہے کہ جتنی صلوات آپ پڑھ سکتے ہیں سپیشلی ماہ رمضان میں کہا جاتا ہے کہ روزے کی حالت میں اگر کچھ نہیں کر رہے ہیں تو تصویح پڑھتے رہے ہیں تصویح صلوات کی تو لہذا اس عمل سے خدا وند عالم نے رسول کے عظمت کو مستمر طور پر کنٹینیوس حیثیت میں دنیا کے سامنے پیش کیا ہے کہ کڑوڑوں کی تعداد میں مسلمان جو ہیں روزانہ محمد پر اور آل محمد پر صلوات پڑھتے ہیں خدا وندہ اس قریب آت قبول فرما ہمارے گناہوں کو بخش دے خدا مندہ اس محمد اور صالح آل محمد کا واسطہ کہ ہمیں اس دین پر قائم رکھ اس مذہب پر قائم رکھ جو محمد آل محمد کا راستہ ہے ہماری توفیقات میں اضافہ فرما گناہوں کو معاف فرما خدا مندہ شیعان علی جہاں بھی ہیں ان کو اپنے حفظ آمان میں رکھ رحمت للعالمین کا صدقہ خدا مندہ مسلمانوں میں جو مسائب کے ایک طوفان ہے آپس میں جو غارت گری ہو رہی ہے خدا وندہ ان میں یہ فہم اور دین پر عمل کرنے کی توفیق انعاد فرما تاکہ یہ مسلمان صحیح معنوں میں سلم کے ساتھ سلامتی کے ساتھ امن کے ساتھ اپنی زندگی بسر کر سکیں خدا وندہ امام آسر کے ظہور میں تعجیل فرما ربنا تقبل منہ انکنت السمین علیم